The following episode is brought to you by A Beginner's Guide to Nutrition. Are you struggling to create healthy eating habits and maintain a healthy lifestyle? Do you find it challenging to know what to eat and when to eat it? If so, I have the perfect solution for you. My simple guide teaches you not to demonize food groups like fats and carbs. You will learn what to eat to lose weight and maintain your physique. You'll also discover how to build muscle, endurance, and strength. Taking accountability for your lifestyle is one step in the right direction. Learning to rehabit ourselves and eating this, not that, will also help you become the best version of yourself. Realizing that you need to learn how to eat in order to live in moderation is a challenging admission for some to make. The ability to determine that skipping breakfast sets you up for bad food decisions throughout the day sets you up for success in your fitness journey. But that's not all. After you've learned to create healthy habits and food choices, this book doubles as a food journal. This enables you to meticulously track your meals and have a quick reference on what foods to eat all in the same place. This is a blueprint to create a newer and healthier you. Don't wait any longer to take control of your health and wellness. Order my guide today and start becoming the best version of yourself. The link will be in the show notes. Audio Experience Podcast. Man, have I got a fun one today. I'm here to talk about the team that has more ups and downs than a roller coaster, and that's Liverpool. But first, some housekeeping things real quick. This show is called the Michael Nance Audio Experience, and I am your host, Michael. And I want to thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen to me rant and ramble today. Uh, this is the show where we talk about the most interesting topics in sports. And I think one of the most interesting things that I can talk about today is Liverpool FC. What a roller coaster <laughs> this team has been on this year. So let's talk about it. You know, let's just get down to it. Liverpool has made some interesting moves in the transfer market this year. They've signed some new players. They've let go of some old ones. But do these new signings really make Liverpool a force to be reckoned with? Today, you know, I'm going to take a dive in and, and we'll analyze this a little bit. With these additions, they straight up needed them. They needed to inject some new blood into that old kind of rickety, stagnant machine that they had. And boy, they went and got Darwin Nunez, Cody Gakpo, Fabio Carvalho, and they also loaned in Artur Melo. I, I, those are the biggest of the offseason moves. And I can certainly go into a full-on extensive thing, but 
some of the stuff is just boring. The the best stuff here is what I just recently named here. And let's not also forget some of the outgoings. Again, the notable outgoings here. So Sadio Mane. Oh, what a talent to lose. You had Takumi Minamino. He went to, where did he go? He went to Monaco. So you had Sadio Mane going to Bayern Munich, which is the boss club. They ball. And then you also had Origi going out to Milan. So you had two of your top talents. You can say what you want about Origi's minutes and how many minutes he played. But when that dude played, he got results. So a quick word about these new signings. Simply put, they they filled holes. They added depth to the squad that now has Diago Jata. Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino, Luis Diaz, I can put him in parentheses because he hasn't been healthy, Cody Gakpo, and Darwin Nunez. Cavallo was added to bring some playmaking and some creativity to the midfield, and Artur Melo was brought in to add some depth to that aging midfield that struggles with fitness levels and quality. Let's talk about how these signings have performed so far. Darwin Nunez's best game came when he scored that brace against Southampton in the last game before the World Cup break. And just even last week, he scored a brace in that seven-burger that Liverpool dropped on Man U. And I think Man U wanted nothing with that game, from being honest. Gakpo's performance also came in the beatdown of Man U, where he had a brace as well. So really, these guys are, are just trying to find their way. I know Darwin Nunez got out to a really, really rough start at the beginning of the season because he was just flat out just struggling to score goals. You cannot score, but you cannot just bring a guy from the Portuguese league into the Premier League and expect this guy to boss, boss, boss like he was over there. And it was going to take some time for him to adjust. And then when you factor in the big, long break for the in-season World Cup this year, like that is a real factor that you have to consider. And then I don't think Gakpo was on anybody's radar as far as Liverpool fans were concerned. But when he when his name was thrown out there, it all happened really fast with getting him in the squad. Definitely a player you needed to have. But I also think that they realized that Luis Diaz was not coming back anytime soon. They needed some. <laughs> they needed some punch. They needed something. So they made that move and got Gakpo. But not everything has been sunshine and rainbows for Liverpool. As we all clearly know, I mean, one week they can beat Manchester United 7 to nothing, And then the next week they go to Bournemouth and lose 0-1. to one. So You just don't know, man. What a roller coaster of a team. But Carvalho, Arthur Mello, they really haven't panned out as the team had desired. Inconsistent play. Injuries and poor results can also be to blame here. But Luis Diaz has missed most of the season, as I said before. So they are not able to rotate their attacking players with any real depth. And the defense as a whole just flat out hasn't been elite. VVD, Virgil, he's gonna he got an award this year. But he hasn't been elite throughout the entire year as they've needed him to be. Now, I think it's easy for those who don't like Jurgen Klopp as well to pile on while times are tough because of his flat-out refusal to change his tactics. But I personally find a level of comfort in a this-is-what-we-do 
type of mentality. Like we we don't change to people, they change to us. And if we don't win, then we're going to go out doing what we do. We just didn't do it well enough. So I applaud that. Some people say that lack of adjustment is what hurts Klopp, but you don't get where you've gotten without that being a proven thing that works. So the question, the first question we have to ask ourselves is, do January transfer usually make that much of a difference? And I really don't have the answer here myself. I think it's just a question that I would like to raise. But I will say, though, those players that transfer in January, they need time to adjust to the culture of a team and they need more time to even adjust to their teammates and adjust to fitting into a new system. Half the time they're moving from across the country. If they're foreign, they're speaking a new language. There's a lot that goes into it. And most importantly, though, just like a coach needs, just a coach needs a preseason to get things going, the new signings, they also need a preseason to figure out exactly what makes them great in a new system. And the key to success in any sport is consistency. Consistency. And Liverpool, they need to find it as soon as possible. They've had bad games. They've had good games. They've had everything in between. But it's like they're playing musical chairs, except instead of musical chairs, it's their performance that keeps changing and not the chairs. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they want to be. But no, I'm not going to be super hard on them. They're not doing all that bad, all things considered. And for what it's worth, they're still one of the more entertaining teams to watch in the Premier League. When Mo Salah is going, get out of the way. That dude can ball and everybody knows it. They're, they're really like a box of chocolates, though. You never exactly know what you're going to get. One day, they'll score seven goals against Manchester United, and then the next, they'll lose to Brentford. And it looks like they're playing a game of, guess which Liverpool team is going to show up today? <laughs> but so really, all jokes aside, Liverpool has the talent and the potential to achieve great things this season with the likes of Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino, who's on his way out, Diego Jota, who I think is finally coming back to full fitness. Darwin Nunez, who's starting to find some form. And Cody Gagpo, who's just trying to fit in. They'll all have they'll have a very impressive attacking force that could take on any team in the Premier League. And if they can find some consistency in performances out of those players, who knows what they'll be able to achieve. So to sum it all up here, to round all of this that all this that I made and bring it home to a, a ball to a point. Liverpool has made some great signings this season. These signings could start for any club in the Premier League. I promise you that. But they still have some work to do if they want to compete at the highest level. And we're talking about Champions League. Now they need to find some consistency in their performances, and maybe a bit of luck wouldn't hurt either. But no matter what happens. We'll always know that I'm a big Mohamed Salah fan. I, I don't care. I'm going to ride with that dude to the wheels fall off. And who knows? Maybe they will surprise everybody and win the league. But yeah, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. It's not happening. It's not happening at all. You know what? This is the end here. I think I'm coming up on 10 minutes. So I want to thank you if you stuck around all this time to listen to me ramble and to listen to me go. 
But before we go, let me leave you with this. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you are listening to this and you haven't subscribed to the show, shame on you. If you are listening to this and you haven't followed me on any of my socials, shame on you. The links to the socials are in the description or the show notes of the episode. And I really, really would appreciate you coming over and giving me a follow. Thank you. All right. Welcome back. And thank you again for listening to the episode. I greatly appreciate all the support that I get on these. I love doing them. I love making them. Would love to interact with any of you guys that listen to to the show. I would love to interact with you on my Twitter page. I think that's where I'm the most active. I also simultaneously upload my podcast episodes in video form on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. So the link to the YouTube channel will also be in the show notes as well as the link to my Twitter page. I also have a Discord. If you would like to come and join me there, I would love to interact and talk with you there. So I'll leave all the links to all these wonderful things in the show notes. Man, I appreciate you guys' support so much, and I will holler at y'all in the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Michael Nance Audio Experience. Subscribe to the show so you never miss a future upload.